Thank you for visiting the YourMindfulCoach.com podcast, now available on Stitcher, iTunes, and Player FM. Today's podcast explores the power of inquiry through questions. Questions can be a powerful way to reframe and clarify the issues, problems, and situations that we face in life. Questions are an important foundation of mindfulness practice, which asks two basic questions. What is happening? And can I be with it? After a brief talk, I offer a practice called the Five Problem-Solving Questions that I invite you to try out along with me. Please also visit us on the web at www.yourmindfulcoach.com or send an email to Mark, that's M-A-R-C, at yourmindfulcoach.com. Thank you. I'd like to begin today with a poem by the poet Dana Faltz. It's entitled, What If I Knock? What if I knock and nothing happens? What if I knock only to have the door slammed soundly in my face? What if I decide to wait until I feel courageous and worthy and that day never comes? What if I knock and the door opens? What if I'm invited inside, welcomed, embraced, no trace of judgment anywhere? What will I say? What if the biblical promise is real, and every knock, no matter how timid or bold, opens a door, whether I know it or not? What if the door has been open the whole time, while I dithered and doubted at the threshold, while I waited and paced. What if I lived from the premise that I'm already inside? And for me, that poem is about vulnerability, but it's also about possibility and exploration and courage. And so today I'd like to share some more questions for you, some thoughts about the practice of meditative inquiry and also offer a chance to experiment with it. I stumbled across these practices through study with a teacher, Jonathan Faust, who spent many years as a student and teacher in an ashram in Massachusetts before bringing his teaching into the secular world. Jonathan pulls from many traditions in a way that brings these practices to life and make them relevant for me. Meditative inquiry flows out of the traditions of mindfulness and insight meditation, so it may be familiar to you. And it often begins with the observation of a felt sense, a sense in our body. Over the past few months, I've included guided meditations on this podcast called Can You Soften This? and Can You Feel or Imagine? that get at this felt sense, which connects the sensations in our body with the emotions we identify with our mind. And so in this practice of inquiry, we bring questions to this felt sense in a way that engages our curiosity 
and harnesses our intuition. So here are just a few of the qualities I feel inquiry and questions can generate. And the first is a reframing. It allows us to look at our experience from a slightly different angle. Approaching an issue with a different kind of question shifts our perception and our attitude, and sometimes that allows us to shift the outcome as well. Inquiry allows for a softening, uh, compassion, and appreciation, or even a forgiveness for the difficulty, confusion, and uncertainty that is just part of our human condition. It offers an opening. How many ways can I describe a situation, and what are the new ways to describe it? It offers a clarifying, asking, what's happening? Can I be with it? What's important to me, and what will I do next? And it helps us identify habit patterns that aren't supportive of a wholehearted life, full of happiness and resilience. We begin through this exploration to recognize our reactivity and how it can harm us. And finally, this process of inquiry can help us connect with our passion, our values, and our heart to create a purpose and a meaning. And of course, this podcast is called the Your Mindful Coach Podcast. So what do questions and inquiry have to do with mindfulness? Well, John Kabat-Zinn defines mindfulness as paying attention on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally to the unfolding of experience moment to moment. At its heart, the practice of mindfulness asks two questions. What is happening? And can I be with it? These two questions represent the two wings of a metaphorical bird. Wisdom to see clearly with awareness and compassion to non-judgmentally be with our experience. In a sense, these are the qualities that characterize the experience of mindfulness. As we practice mindfulness, we step out of the story we've created in our minds and into the genuine experience of being alive with its joy, its sorrow, its uncertainty, and its faith. So how might we apply the power of questions? One way is to use the power of questions to solve problems. One approach comes from motivational speaker Tony Robbins by way of my teacher, Jonathan. It's called the five problem-solving questions. And I thought we might try this out together. This practice uses the power of questions to shift, shift our perspective, moving out of our story, our narrative of how things are, how they should be, and how they ended up happening, and into our felt experience. As we reframe the questions, we don't necessarily solve our problem, or at least all of it, but we come up with different approaches, mind states, and perspectives that allow us to move through difficult situations without getting overwhelmed. Some of these problems might seem unsolvable, but even in that situation, we still have a choice, a choice in our response through our actions, 
our words, our beliefs. As Viktor Frankl wrote, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we're challenged to change ourselves. And oftentimes the questions we ask ourselves start with why. These can be powerful questions, but they also keep us in that story and reinforce it. Sure, the answer to the question of why do I do this job or profession or why did I choose this spouse can connect us with our passions, our love for who we love and what we do. But at the same time, it's likely to also evoke responses related to the difficulty of our job or our relationships, what makes us unhappy or miserable, the challenging expectations or obligations of a role, or even our history, our childhood, our regrets and our memories. So these questions are the what's and how's of our experience instead of the why's. So you might take the next few moments to identify an issue or problem you'd like to work with as we practice for the next five or ten minutes. Perhaps not the stickiest, thorniest problem in your life, but one where you're a bit stuck, where you might be ready for a different take. And if you're able, you might close your eyes and allow a picture to form in your mind of the particular problem or issue or situation you might like to work with. Perhaps imagining images, interactions, conversations. And allow a sense of your feelings about this problem or issue to form. Notice where you might feel it in your body. Is it a tension? A tightness, a heaviness. Can you feel it in your shoulders, your chest, perhaps your back or elsewhere in your body? And see if you can allow this feeling to exist without judgment. No need to change it or fix it for now. But also sensing your natural compassion, your care and forgiveness. Knowing that this might be difficult for you. And as you work with this issue, I'll offer five questions. Five problem-solving questions. And I'll just invite you to let answers arise, thoughts arise, not needing to attach yourself to them, but just notice what comes up for you. I'll give about 45 seconds or a minute between questions. These questions are a bit different, and we can use them to reframe our perspective they don't need to provide us with a solution fully farmed, but perhaps instead they may offer some space, some flexibility, 
and some openness. So the first question, what's great about this situation? What's great about this situation? Question number two is, what's not perfect yet? What's not perfect yet? The next question, what are you willing to do in order to resolve the situation? What are you willing to do in order to resolve this situation? And question number four, what are you no longer willing to do about this situation? What are you no longer willing to do about this situation? And finally, how can you resolve this situation and have a great time doing it? How can you resolve this situation and have a great time doing it?
now in these last few moments. Take note of what might have shifted for you in the last several minutes. Any new sensations, thoughts, emotions? What might have shifted or changed? As you prepare to open your eyes, you might consider how you can bring the shift to the rest of your day and rest of your experience as you work on this issue going forward. As you're ready, gently opening your eyes. So I'd like to share a story of how this practice has worked for me. A while back, I was working with a student who was continuing to pursue a goal long after it was realistic to accomplish. He and his parents had an expectation that this was still realistic and that I should be working to help him accomplish it. Each day I worked patiently with the student to alter the approach and find a way to get it done. I was able to identify feelings of frustration and overwhelmed as I joined this quixotic mission. And even sadness for a student that had worked so hard, but he wasn't getting the results he wanted or even deserved. So I was worried and I ruminated. It even had me up at night sometimes, lamenting to my wife when I arrived home. So I decided to try the five problem-solving questions. I even came into it pessimistic, figuring I'd just realized through, through the process that this whole situation was stupid. But that's not what I found. I sat with the problem and the feeling and asked myself the first question. What's great about this situation? And I was immediately humbled. The answer to this question was that the student deeply trusted me and was madly passionate about the pursuit of his goal. I actually ended up stopping right there. If there are two things I dream of as an educator, it's to support students in developing skills that allow them to find and do what they love and to be trusted as a guidepost on this journey. I was able to then move through the remaining four questions and find really tiny little changes that might support the student, regardless of whether we were working on the goal at hand or just skills and tools that apply to all aspects of life. In the following days, I found myself more open, present, and caring when working with the student and found that Although the reality of the situation didn't change that much, my relationship to it did meaningfully. I was able to share stories of these small successes with my wife instead of lamenting a perceived hopeless cause. 
So I hope this brief introduction to the power of inquiry, the power of questions, was helpful to you. You can learn more by visiting my website, www.yourmindfulcoach.com, or you might enjoy a visit to jonathanfaust.com. That's um, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-F-O-U-S-T.com, or focusing.com to learn more about the tools of meditative inquiry. Thank you.